Welcome to MM Plays, our podcast where we design, play, and discuss a game and campaign. Along the way, we will alternate episodes between actual play adventures and the analysis and discussion of games and design theories that relate to the campaign we're playing. For this campaign, we'll be using the mechanics of Cortex Prime, designed by Cam Banks. We randomly selected a theme and ended up with swashbuckling high school urban fantasy. So join MM Plays as we explore and enjoy a new campaign. And now for the introduction of our players. My name's Chris Nizak, and I'll be playing Silas Flameworth, son of the Flameworth family with a frozen soul that's not my own. I'm Old Man Logan. I'm playing Henrik Gunny Gunderson, a normal teenager who's about to discover something extraordinary. My name is Jerry, and I'm playing Santiago Zircon. He is the rebellious and reluctant scion of a powerful magic family. I'm Phil Vecchione, and I will be your GM. It is now lunchtime. Been a bit of a morning, windy morning. Windier for some of you more than others, but it is lunchtime and you all have the same lunch period. That was one of the things during session zero Mm -hmm. that we talked about because it's an opportunity if you guys need to bump into each other for you to be able to bump into each other. So where we last left off, there was kind of a small tornado wind event (laughs) uh, in Gunny's English classroom. Silas failed to beat Lisa in uh, the physics quiz and lost out on an opportunity to do a cool experiment at the end of uh, school. And T made a little headway repairing his relationship with his buddy, Sergey. And uh, we learned a bit more about the epic game Call of Violence. Now, as lunchtime approaches and everybody's kind of heading into the cafeteria, what's going on? I'll start with Silas, since we had ended with Gunny. I'm sitting with my friends having lunch. Me and Derek and Jackie and Lance and Micah and Vince and Alice. So I heard Lance was in there, so I like that. I did say Lance. Yeah, no, that's nice. I like that. I have an actual friend named Lance. Yeah, I like when those little (laughs) things work their way into games. So yeah, you're sitting around, you're having a pretty normal lunch. Yeah. Just chilling. When Mrs. Cortez approaches your table, Mrs. Cortez, what subject does she teach? Math. There we go. Mrs. Cortez is the math teacher. Thanks. But Mrs. Cortez is not your math teacher. She is a math teacher. She is the advisor for the Junior Guardians Club. This club is known around school among the non-magical students as a leadership club, engages in teaching students how to be good leaders and things like that. And it requires faculty sponsorship. You cannot just join the Junior Guardians Club. It is a kind of thing where a teacher has to like pick you to join it. That's how it appears to the non-magical students. Inside the veil, the Junior Guardians Club is actually the training program for veil mages. A few weeks ago, you were sponsored into the Junior Guardians Club and you have been going uh, ever since. And it's actually Mrs. Cortez who's helping you try to put your sword away. That's been like the thing that you guys like one on one have been working on has been like trying to figure out what to do with this sword. Like it manifested and it's pretty weird because most people who manifest a sword can also dismiss it. But no one understands why you can't dismiss yours. Shrug. Correct. I am shrugging, by the way. What could it be? Anyway, Mrs. Cortez comes up to you and she's like, Silas. Oh, hi, Mrs. Cortez. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Do you have a minute? Can I speak to you out in the hallway? Uh, Yeah, sure. As I get up, I hand... Derek, the rest of my sandwich. I'm like, I probably won't eat this. And there's like a few like, ooh, like, you know, somebody's like, oh, he's in trouble. And like, somebody's like, no, it's going to be like some lame leadership thing he's got to go do or something. Uh, Whatever. I'll be back. She makes it out to the hallway and she's waiting for you. And, you know, she gives a quick look down the hallway. 
Have you noticed it's been particularly windy today? Yes, very much so. Unnaturalistically windy? I hadn't even thought about it. I know. You're still getting your uh, bearings, so to speak, but I can tell you that there's something not right. I guess it is weird because it wasn't windy at home, then it was windy down here. So like, if we were to like go away from campus, would it be windy? I'm betting it's not. Huh. I would like you to go find T. Really? That guy? Yes. The T. weird Medusa guy? T's one of the more established members of the class. His powers manifested like months ago. So you're only like two weeks into this class, yeah, right? I know. Yeah, so. I mean, I know T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you wouldn't mind, could you find T and come meet me at my classroom? I'd like to talk to you about what's going on. Oh, uh, sure. Are you sure you want me? Absolutely. I mean, you could get Everson. He's way better at this than I am. Yes, but this is a perfect time for you to get some experience. Yeah, sure. I'm all about it. If, if you think I'm right for the job, then absolutely. Yeah. I go. Okay. I, <laughs> She's like, uh, uh, with uh, gusto. Like, yes, I get to go do something for the veil. This is amazing. So where is T eating lunch? Does T eat lunch? Like, just go to the lunchroom? Or does T eat lunch and then, like, ditch or grab his lunch and, like, go somewhere else? You can just eat in the lunchroom. It's perfectly fine. T is in the lunchroom. Okay. He's sitting with his, so it's all his friends. Just kind of chilling. Some of your magical friends? No, just the group that okay. he hangs out with a lot in the library. Well, then it is all talk of call of violence. Yeah. Right. Like people yeah. are, you know, I heard they nerfed this. I, you know, oh, there's going to be like, you know, new level. Oh, you know, the classic level from, you know, from call of violence Two is coming back. They nerfed bloodbath. They got rid of the thermonuclear knuck- uh, knuckle dusters. That's when you hear uh, Zircone. He l- looks over at Mook. Is there a teacher behind me? It'd be smaller than a teacher, but dressed like one. Starts for a second. Hi, Silas. Turns and looks. Miss Cortez would like to see us both right now. This is a free period, man. Miss Miss Cortez would like to see us right now. Isn't that stuff we do after school? Miss Cortez would like to see us about something important right now. (sighs) See, this is the problem, man. Teachers, they think they own all your time. They're worse than parents. And he stands up. He slides his, his food across the table. You guys finish this up for me. When he says that, I'm like, some things are more important than... Just regular school. Not more important than the return of facing junkyards. Best board ever. I mean, I like that board too, but some things are more important than repeated chainsaw guns. You, you'll have to tell me what these are. <sighs> Man, I, T must be in some trouble. <laughs> no, it's that nerd. nerdy leadership yeah. thing. Yeah, he, he goes, nerd. He stands <laughs> up and goes, fine. It's some Guardian stuff. He thinks about that for a second. All right, let's go. Gunny, what happens after English class? I go to the nurse. You walk into the nurse's office. Mr. Green, the school nurse, is just tending to uh, somebody's turned ankle from gym class. Turns around and is like, can I help you? I walk in with my eyes kind of scrunched and my fingers like pinching the bridge of my nose. I'm getting this wicked headache and it just won't go away. Here, have a seat. Points to, you know, this uh, vinyl covered exam bed thingy. (coughs) Here, have a seat. Let me check you out. So you're saying a uh, headache? Yeah. Feels your head, checks like your lymph nodes, like no, nothing, nothing hurts here. Okay. Uh, no fever. Looks at your eyes. Let me just ask you a couple questions. Don't take any offense by this. Have you taken anything? No. No vitamins, no supplements. Have you um, any Ritalin? No. That's a reference to you being a high performer, like a high scholastic performer. There's been a problem in the school. Okay. Well, let me check to see if your mom signed the permission form for me to give you some Advil and I'll give you some Advil. And if you want to stay here until uh, next period, you're welcome to lay down for a few minutes. Otherwise, I can have your mom come and pick you up. I can give her a call or I'm going to need you to go to class next period. So let me go ahead and uh, let me go check. Goes over to the computer. 
Yeah, your mom signed the thing. I can give you some Advil. Want some Advil? Yeah, I'll take the Advil. Get Let's... you a couple Advil, little little cup of water. Pound it. You're welcome to sit on bed too over there. Put your head down if you want. I'll let you know five minutes before class. All right. Don't bother calling my mom. She's busy. Okay. No, hopefully that'll help. All right. You're standing in Miss Cortez's classroom. She's got the full-on math classroom. She's got all sorts of posters and stuff with parabolas and trigonometry, sine waves and things like that. All about the room. There's a smart board. I assume this school is pretty well yeah, off. Yeah, they got a smart board and shit. Yeah, also no chalkboards, right? Dry erase boards. Miss Cortez is sitting in her chair when, when you guys come in and um, she stands up. Thank you for coming down. Sorry for interrupting your lunch. Not a problem, Miss Cortez. Mm. I was mostly talking to T. She winks at you. It's not a problem, right, Zircone? Call me T. Don't call me Zircone. I'm more than just my family name. T, I was hoping that you would assist Silas. I'm more than certain, just from a gut feeling, that the wind that's going on outside is not normal. I would like the both of you to figure out what's going on and deal with it. Now, to be clear, since this is our first session, based on the tenants and themes of our game when she says deal with it go to swords is perfectly fine mm-hmm. figure it out and take action sounds good obviously all of the rules about the shroud and the veil apply so limit your open magic as much as possible we don't want to strain the shroud though a number of us here are working pretty hard to keep it strengthened but do find out what's causing this and like i said deal with it use your best judgment understood yeah if you need anything um, I have class for the next two periods. Try not to bust into the middle of my class. That's going to be a, a little weird and a little hard to explain, but if it's an emergency. It's an emergency. I assume you can get me a hall pass to get me out of his ed next period. Yeah, I'll all take right. care of all of that. All right. In fact, she just goes over to the Chromebook and enters in a few things taken care of. You guys also can wander around the school as you need. She looks at you. You might want to stop off at the locker room. Yeah, I'm going there right now, Miss Cortez. Thank you for giving us this opportunity. You're welcome. Good luck. All right, let's go to your locker. What's in your locker? My sword. Why are you... Wh- Look, I can't put it away yet. Still? Still. Okay, well, well, we need to work on that. I've been working on it for two weeks. I'm still working on it. I'll figure it out. You've got the magic. Your family's got the magic. Your family's got more magic than my family. That's true. So as you guys are having this conversation, like heading down the hallway, mm-hmm. it's getting windier. I'm going to increase the die to represent this, but it's getting windier you're walking down the hallway and the windows that are facing out onto the courtyard are rattling, but you're also noticing things like cement garbage cans are getting like knocked over and stuff. I'm guessing that's not normal. Well, no, of course not. It's Vale stuff. Don't you get this stuff around your house? Oh, never mind. He's on your, you don't live near the park. No one would dare around <laughs> Silas's No one would dare around my house. <laughs> you do realize your family is high up, but my family's are like the cops. Yeah. Like the actual cops. No, I do realize that. Okay. That's part of why I'm like, ugh, I'm stuck with the son of the man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah. Veil 5 Veil 5 I go grab my sword. This is more like 21 Veil Street. <laughs> wow. I still go grab my sword. So are we allowed to leave the school? I mean, are we allowed to go outside? Yeah, you're like, these things are all possible. I know that you had a lot of freedom in your high school. I don't know if that's normal for other high schools two things on that i did have a lot of freedom in my high school but also for the conventions of this game and for your club when you are given latitude for like this like you're not expected to wander off campus yeah but on campus around the grounds of the school perfectly fine okay cortez did say we could go anywhere okay Mm -hmm. she actually stated that yeah i just wasn't sure if that meant outside the school 
or outside the building. Cool. You guys head down. You pick up your sword. Gunny. Yes. You're laying in bed. You'd like whatever it is in your head to go away. Um, But the Advil is definitely working. Your head doesn't hurt as much, but you can still hear the song and it's not any quieter. And now it's like a company with like the clash of like metal on metal and like droning sounds of battle. You get woke up by the nurse. Mr. Green's like, what? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know you were that far asleep. It's five minutes till class. I got to send you on your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ding, ding. The bells like, you know, the bells ring and you head out into like the kind of flow of people. And as you're walking, you feel like a breeze. You're just walking. There's like, it's like breezy around you kind of thing. And then that like kind of itchy feeling starts to happen again. And I'm going to need you to make another emo veil roll. Yeah, baby. This time I will be assembling 2d8 for the difficulty. And I will be picking up another d8 from Windy and another d8 from the ever pressing. Ah, I've picked up four d8s. Yes. I will be going with the same D6 for Veil, D8 for Emo, and D8 for I Can't Disappoint My Mom. This is going to go spectacularly poorly. You don't know. <laughs> he might roll a bunch of ones. I it's can, possible, I, but I feel like it's not. <laughs> I rolled a bunch of ones. Holy crap. He did. Uh, actually, we may need to check this. It, if it's not all. It's got to be all. Yeah. Okay, it's not all. I just rolled three ones and a three. We're checking if they're all ones for a botch. Yes. All right, well, the only way I'm going to blow this check is if I botch myself. Uh-oh. Is that what the kids are calling it now? Woo-hoo! I do have a one, though, for you. I will take your one. I have a five with an eight effect. No, you don't. You have a 13 because you can't. You have to use two dice. Oh, I'm sorry. That's. I have a seven with a D4 effect. With a D4 effect. The effect won't come into it. Yeah. So um, seven. In case anybody is wondering, you have to take the yes, two highest take dice. Two highest and if you have any dice left over, it's a D4 effect. Sorry, folks, punching in here with a correction. Not the two highest dice. You have to take at least two dice if possible. And if there's no dice left over, then you get a D4 effect. Let's get back to the game. Thank you. Correct. Uh, in my case, I can't even assemble two dice because, and we didn't talk about this before, ones can't be counted in your pool. So my three ones that I rolled... Those are pulled to the side. I only have one die. It's a three. If I had an effect die, it would also be a D4. So I'm going to ask you, do you want to buy those three ones? I am struggling to think of something that would be... You could lower the aha down. You could actually remove it if you wanted to. But if you don't want to, you don't have to. I'm going to leave it. That's perfectly fine. It's totally appropriate still. I will in turn give you this plot point. Thank you. And I'm going to raise the aha. But of course. Up. The song gets louder in your head, but it felt just like before in English class where there was going to be this like huge outburst of wind. And in this case, in this hallway, probably would have ripped down the hallway, knocking people over left and right. But you manage like somehow by concentrating and it causes you to stop dead in the middle of the in the middle of the hallway. But you manage to pull whatever that force was inside yourself. Oh, I'm going to do myself a favor. I'm going to hit rewind. I still would like to buy your plot point, Mm -hmm. but I would like to buy it for something else. I'm going to buy a D6 complication. When you stand there and concentrate for a moment, 
you don't look like you. You have all of the traits of an air elemental, like look of a modern air elemental. Does it persist? Somebody saw it. Like a norm saw it? No. Somebody else magical has seen it. So I'm actually going to go with who's that. Yeah, that's good. Now we have a shared understanding. Who's that D6? You close your eyes, you concentrate really hard, and the wind stops. You open your eyes and you're like, and looking at you is a guy from one of your classes. Give me a class. We'll call it Phys Ed. This is Archie from Phys Ed. You look at Archie and you know it's Archie, but Archie doesn't look like Archie anymore. Archie's got hair with like little crackles of lightning running up his hair and has got kind of a a little bit of a glow around him. And he's looking at you. He just mouths the word Gunny with like a question mark. Archie? And then Archie looks normal. And then Archie turns and heads down the hallway in the opposite direction of you. What the? And then somebody bumps into you. Boom. Like now you're just like first, like everything slowed down for a second. But now somebody just like slams into you and like you get pushed along and like move it, dude. Come on. I got to get to class. Sorry. Sorry. The hell, man. Like just. Yeah. Okay. I'm chill. What even happening today? Oh, I'm starting to hate Led Zeppelin out loud. I say that. Yo, man, don't harsh on. Yeah. What's your problem, man? Don't harsh on Zepp. Zepp's awesome. My grandfather loves Led Zeppelin. I love Led Zeppelin. You pick up your archery bag. Coach is like, hey, aren't you supposed to be in class? I pull up my hall pass. Hey, you're going to have to make that up. Miss Cortez said it was okay. Talk to her about it. Dude, it's phys ed. Talk to you when you got a class that actually matters. Turn and walk away. T, what the hell, man? It's phys ed. A little bit of respect. It's phys ed. Who cares? It's not even even a letter grade, man. Doesn't mean you have to be rude. They make me take phys ed. I'm sorry for my fellow student coach, Richardson. Forget about it, Flamesworth. It's fine. He'll make it up. Hey! And blows his whistle and like starts shouting at somebody on the down across the locker room. God forbid I fail phys ed. I might not ever get my degree in phys ed. It's not about that. It's more about being a decent human being or elemental in this case. Yeah, dude, he's not even an elemental, man. My family wouldn't even look at him, which is I'm talking about you being a decent elemental. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just keep trying to never mind. All right, let's go. Let's go find out what's going on here. I'll make it up to him later when I see him in phys ed. I'll run an extra lap for him. <laughs> That'll make him happy. I'm laughing. Silas is just shaking his head. <laughs> wow. I feel like this game's going to be part therapy. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, but I'm getting a feeling. It's going to be like a little therapy going Maybe on. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Jer- Jerry's got some things to work out. No, this isn't my character. This is like, this character actually likes the, ma- the mage. He just doesn't try to pretend like he doesn't. There's a difference. I'm going to pause for a second before we cut to our next scene. I'm going to just prep you guys. It's going to be you two about what you're going to do next. I want to return to our milestones and add up some points real quick to make sure that you all have some XP. So I'm going to just tell you what I think so far. One point to T for confronting a problem. Oh, okay. Because you went and talked to uh, Sergey. Okay. A point to Silas. You did something very high school. You participated. I have two points. Excellent. Thank you. You want to tell me what you have them in? My first point is... um, one, the, the test thing in high school. Absolutely. The second was is me picking up my friend yes. and driving into school and talking to all of my friends and hanging out with them at lunch. If it kind of I, goes as to one and, to me. Yeah, and, and I think actually I, I could also say you could get that point because you actually talked to Derek about uh, Mesame. 
I did. Yeah, that you actually confronted a problem as well. Is is that from the our current one? Is that yes. the story one? Okay. Yeah. Because problems talking about problems was the thing for today. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gunny, three points. You actually, unbeknownst to you, have successfully used magic just a few moments ago in the hallway. You don't know that, nope. but you did. Surprise. Cool. I think that's where we are. Everybody good with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I don't have anything else. Nope. That's fine. Sounds good. I, I the just, only thing I could su- suggest is that maybe T gets another three points for, he had a scene that changed their relationship with another character. I don't know if that counts for changing the relationship or not. It's I had getting it, there. I had I it noted, but I don't know if it counts until it actually changes. Yeah. Hmm. No, I'm going to say not yet. Okay. Um, when, when that pool mm-hmm. goes away, you absolutely can have three points. For yeah. Okay. You're almost there. Like you've another scene with Sergey and another good push. You'll have that. You'll have that out of the way. This is going to be just in general, like a touch, like a little bit of a challenge regarding just keeping track of this. Like, Chris, you did a nice job of tallying it on the side. I'm trying to watch it, but just in the number of things I'm juggling, it occurred to me as we got into it. I was like, I should just make sure everybody's kind of. I got a box that I'm marking. Very good. Cool. What's the next scene? How are you guys investigating this? Where you start? I thought we'd start looking for where the wind is blowing from. You head in the direction that things are coming from. Let's say you find out where they are. I defer to my senior in this situation because he's been doing this longer than I have. Sure. Okay. So I'll assume you're going to start outside. Yeah. That's why I asked if we'd go outside. I wanted to go outside to see which way things were blowing from and see if I could track it down to its source. How are you doing that? What does that look like? Is this something we could do a magical ritual for? That's what I was going to suggest. It is totally a thing you could do a magical ritual for. And I love that you thought of it. That's what we were planning on. Excellent. Where... Since you're not going to just walk out into the front of the school, but like where outside the school, where is a place that like you can't be seen where you could conduct said ritual? I mean, there's like a little forest grove area outside, out behind the school. There totally is, actually, if, based on the school that we uh, yeah. used as our. Oh, I'm very aware. Yeah, yeah, there is woods on three sides of it. So you mm-hmm. guys like head out and it's again, it's Buffalo right now. So it's like in the 40s, although it's way colder because of wind chill right now. Not for you, though, Silas. You also seem to be pretty okay. I'm pretty comfortable. Yeah, you're like, you're like, it's nice out. So you guys head into the tree line and let's do our first ritual magic, which I think is pretty cool. Chris, do you want to like explain our ritual magic? Yes. So first things first is we have to decide the effect that we want. Yeah. I think the effect that we want is to be able to track the wind. Mm-hmm. And I think the way that we do that is that we give ourselves magic vision that lets us see which way the wind is blowing. From, and we can just follow the wind currents back. Mm-hmm. That is the a magical effect not listed above yep. with the gems. We have a list yep. of these things. I'm not going to read them all, but there's a list of them. We'll get into them later. They're in our rules. Yeah, if you download rules. our rules. And I like that one. With GM's approval, GM approves. Okay. And then okay. you have to, as Phil, yes. you have to choose one or more of the following costs depending on the situation and scope of the spell. And there's a list for him to choose from. And there's some pretty open-ended ones that he can pick from. I'm going to make it simple. It just takes a scene. Okay. You guys need to cast it. It just takes a little time to do, which will give me a chance to cut back to Gunny. It just costs us time. Yeah, it's just, it costs you a little time. Um, no role necessary for this. Tell me what the ritual looks like. We sit down together, side by side, or, or facing each other. And at first I'm like, okay, we're going to drop on your plate your ice. Ice is what you got? Yes. Ice. That might actually work better. Okay. I'm going to put my hands down on the earth, and we will draw a circle, and then draw some symbols inside of it. And then I'll put my hand down and just the earth starts to shake, just little, little, little dust particles that start to bounce a little bit. And then I tell you, you should get your cop on the ice. The ice will move with the wind. It'll make it much more visible to us, but it'll give us more of a swirl and see if you can trace these symbols in the air with your, with your, your ice. I mean, I could do that, but why don't we just use the 
earth spell for vision that we know. Okay. I mean, just can't you just enchant the dirt so we can rub it on our eyelids and see? I haven't tried that one yet. Sure, we could try that too. You've been reading more books than I have. I, I know a lot about magic. So you don't have to use your element to cast spells. Like, you can cast anything. I know, I just rely on what's what I'm good at. No, that's fair. I'm not really good with mice magic yet. I don't want to use it. I haven't read a lot of books on magic. I, I, just, here, I just do what comes uh, naturally. Here, I, I take out a piece of paper and I write I write the symbols down and like, like check that out. It's, it, it takes to you a while to look at these. That's why it takes us a scene. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's there's, fair. There's like some learning. There's some interesting things where Plus, somebody knows well. a whole bunch about a magic but doesn't have much control of it. Someone has much better control of their magic and doesn't know much about it. Plus, like everything that T was doing was great big grand gestures and everything that, that Silas seems to be doing is very small contained. We're going to summon, like, we're going to summon clouds. Yeah. Why yeah. don't like, we just make some dude, enchanted dirt and rub yeah. it on our eyes? <laughs> it works just fine. Yeah. We'll do that. You're in your next class, Gunny. Uh, we'll call this class government. You're in government, social sure. studies kind of thing. And the song is still in your head. It's still not great, but somehow after the hallway, you feel a little more centered. It's not spectacular, like it's still annoying, but it's not like it was after English class. You're almost like you're kind of paying attention to class and outside the door of class, like in the little window mm -hmm. of the door, you see Mrs. Cortez and you see Archie. Which, by the way, we're just going to throw Blake on there. Archie, Archie Blake. You see Archie and Archie's talking to Mrs. Cortez and at one point, you see him point through the window, and, and you're I pretty sure he's pointing. Eyes. Right, like you're pretty sure he's pointing at you. And Mrs. Cortez is talking to him, and she's like, she's shaking her head, and he's like, emphatically, like his hands are out, and he's like, no, like I, I saw it. She's like, mm, uh, no, like they're having this little conversation, and you are clearly watching this unfold when you hear the teacher say, "Mr. Gunderson." I'm what? I'm sorry. Uh, yes, you are sorry. And also, I need you to explain this blah, blah, blah. Social study, social study, social study thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I was a biology major, man. Like, what do I know? I, like, I Senior, so it'd be participation in government or something like that. Sure. Like, I don't know. Social study, social study. Being the good student I am, I rattle off a pretty good answer. Please keep your attention focused on the classroom and not yes, sorry. on what's going on Absolutely. in the hallway. And then when you turn back and look, there's no one in the doorway. This day is getting weirder and weirder, man. <laughs> this day is getting weirder, right? Like a period has gone by, right? And now you guys are like, okay, that's it. All we got to do is rub it on our eyes. Not even a lot, just a little, just like. Or, you know, do the, you can do the. Oh yeah, put it underneath. Ah, <laughs> uh, not in. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, I put it on my eyelids because that's what, that's like, oh, that's how the spell works. the smoky look. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's doing it around his eyes. He's making it look like raccoon eye. This, this is really, really weird, Silas. So are your snakes, but I'm not complaining. The snakes all turn and look at him. <laughs> Do you want to put like, some on your snake eyes? At... Yeah, actually. Give, yeah. Go, go ahead. All right. I, you I, go ahead and try that. I, I, I started doing it. He told me to do it. <laughs> oh, no, I, I, oh, I see. I see how it is. <laughs> I just made the hand gesture for the yes. snapping snake. Yeah. I don't know if that'll come on the mic. So yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Once you put the enchanted dirt on your eyes, you can see currents of air. It's um, like white, blue, and yellow flowing lines. And they're flowing downward. When you walk out from the tree line, all of it's centering from a single point 
hovering in the air above the school. It's coming down like a cone Mm -hmm. and swirling around the school. I look up and I'm like, hey, is there anybody up there? The focus, because you can't see anything. It zooms at you like the shape of the wind now looks like it's coming for you guys. I instantly swing my sword up to create a snow wall in front of us so it can't see us so we're obscured using my control i want to create a trait go ahead and can i do that is that okay let me just say that yes i think we're very close to some martial magic action Mm -hmm. going on all right cool you want to spend that die let's make some magic happen so using martial magic i have the control effect so my sword allows you to attack defend and control Mm -hmm. i can add one or more mana die pool dice which i have a d8 in my mana die pool yep uh, when manipulating the environment to assist me in a test or contest, and since my sword is made of snow, essentially, or ice, I can use that. So I will do that. What's the difficulty for me to create this obscuring snow? Since you're, like, in the act of raising it up, whatever this thing is that you can't see, which you'll see in a moment, pushes a blast of wind to tear it down. So you'll be rolling against me. All right, cool. Let me go ahead and put this together. Overall difficulty for this NPC is uh, D8, so that's 2D8. This creature has scale of D8. Oh, good. They also have a distinction, which I don't want to reveal to you until for a few moments, but I will promise to reveal it in a moment. That is also a D8. And I will, because they're also using control, will spend a D8 from their mana pool for a total of five D8. Fun wow. Fun wow. Um, Go ahead. A frozen soul that's not my own is the distinction that I'm going to use. Yeah, there you go. Because I'm using the Brost magic. I'm using my mana pool die, which is a D8 in this. So in our game, we can either use Geek or Jock for our fighting. Yep. This is me trying to be intelligent about protecting us with my with our sure. with my magic, so I'm going to use Geek. And then I have my affiliations mage. It's a D8. So I got 3D8 and a D10. Yes. Versus your 5D8. Yes. <laughs> wow. I have no ones, but you're, gonna, you're rocking a 15 right now. Jesus. I do have a 1. I only got to an 11. You didn't super succeed, but... I did not super succeed. I want your one. So let me tell you what happens, and then I'm going to give you that one, and I will write something down. I'll write the trait down in a second, which will be just a simple D6. Great instincts, right? You throw up. You try to throw up I, this, like, I, shield. I throw my sword. Like, I draw. I throw my sword up, which yeah. the shards on the end of it explode out to create a snowstorm, essentially. Right. And oh. just as the point of where, like, the origin of this wind was coming from comes close to the ground... It reveals form as an angel. Oh, good. It is wearing a breastplate. Its hair is like flowing and long. It is holding a crystal gladius sword in hand. Its two wings come together and it's it's the coming together of its wings that creates this burst of air that disperses your shield. But all the shards of your sword actually like swirl around and come back together. Clack, 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 clack is your sword. I think they're just still floating around me. Okay, then they're like swirling around you, but in full angelic form uh, is standing there. And there's like a little bit of like, ah, moment, which is I'm gonna, what I'm going to buy from you is that you're, this is your first actual like magical shit you've gotten in the middle of. You got nerves right the, now. The first one that wasn't just sitting at a dinner. Yes. <laughs> yeah, this is like your first time confronting like an actual combatant. When you said angel, I was like, oh, good, because yeah. it's not good. It's a breezy fuckboy. Blew me all backwards and shit. You actually do know this about angels, right? Yeah. That they're assholes? They're assholes, and in uh, Gen Z terms, they are 
definitely fuckboys. Yes. <laughs> Which is really bizarre that this one is like above the school, just battering it with wind from its wings. So it lands in front of you. Give him his point. Oh, thank you. So you are D6 awestruck at this moment. And he lands in front of you and he's like, I am Kazafel, the angel of air. Are you the son of the winter wind? No. Then why are you wasting my time? He brings his sword out and rushes towards you. I'm stepping in front now. Yeah, all right. Let's get into it. I reach into my coat and I pull out, looks like just a little small gemstone shard. And then a big broadsword comes out. It looks like a sloppily assembled, overlapping, hand-sized shards of various gem colors. It's multicolored. Um, it kind of snaps, similar to like Sulu's sword from the Star Trek sure. movie. Yep. Like yeah, that yeah. Kind of comes out. I will step right up to this guy and lean into it. Right. Are you dueling him? Let's duel him. I don't, I, you don't. Okay, so you don't have to duel him, but you can if you want to. At this point, I just want to drive him back because I see him attacking the, the, the newbie. He's definitely rushing Silas. Are you yeah. offering a duel? Sorry, everybody. The audio got muddied, so I wanted to clarify that Phil is offering Jerry's character, T, a duel, and that has specific mechanical implications in the game. That's how that rule works. Okay. And over that plot point. All right, let's talk about duels. Step one to dueling is deciding who gets to go first. Both individuals in the contest will roll their role plus affiliation to see who gets to go first. So I'm just 2d8 on this. I'm d10 jock and d10 mage, so. There you go. Roll. I have a 10. I have a 9, so he goes first. Is it mage or veil? I'm fighting him, so isn't that mage? Fighting him with my magic. That's veil. You're acting in... You're acting... You're in, acting in the role of the veil. In the right role now. of the veil right now. That's how affiliation That's what you works. were charged... That's what you were charged with, was like, you're not okay. doing just wild magic stuff. You're acting in the role of the veil. Okay. When you were acting in the role of mage, that is how... Like, t- cultures and things like that. Outside oh. of doing veil duty. Just to be clear about how that all works. Yes. That's, that's why we had a freaking 30 minute discussion about it. Yeah. So you just get to set the duel. This is a contest. Mm-hmm. Yes. So contests are different. They're not like tests. Yeah. In a contest, we go back and forth. I will make the initial roll yep. and set a difficulty. Again, only selecting two dice. Mm-hmm. And then Jerry has the option to press forward mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. by trying to amass a pool and roll better than I did. Or you concede. Correct. Okay. So you have to set aside an effect die too when you make this roll. I'm going to remove the mana pool one because I currently don't have. I don't currently. I don't have a mana pool. I'll pick one up next turn, right? We'll yeah, all pick I, up I don't know how. The, I don't know how your monsters work. They don't necessarily work like ours. No, no, I'm just saying mana pools out. Like I'm okay with my mana pool because we all haven't gotten another mana pool die yet. You I have, have one. You have one, so you should be able to use it right now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna hold on to it. Okay. You don't look that tough. So my two D eight, my mm. scale. I will use. Actually, I'm going to use my other distinction which is a D10, which I will narrate in a moment. So let's talk about scale. In this game, we're using multi-level scale. That means if you have a scale die on a creature, a D10, a D12, a D8, whatever, could be a D4, you can step that down and split it. So for instance, if I have a D10 scale, I could step that down to 2D8 or 3D6. Now I will roll my normal dice pool, and then I'll roll my scale pool. I will keep one die from the scale dice to add to the total, and I will roll my normal die pool, and then I will keep two dice from there, plus a third, as if I spent a plot point. Scale is tough. Creatures of scale often get to keep four dice. And we also played it wrong in this game. Scale's pretty rough in this game for us. Like, he's narr- He's a pretty mature air element. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just saying, if he has scale, that's how scale yeah, works in yeah. this game. <clears throat> he is well we, in o- we over are his head. Way, we are way in over our head yeah. right now. This is not a good situation for but us. T hasn't yeah. figured that out yet, so... Okay. 
He's not that smart. So uh, I'm rolling 3d8, 1d10, and I will, um, for sake of narrating, I will, um, I guess for right now, let's just call it um, looking for the sun of the winter wind. Sure. That's the, it's not the actual name, but it is a working name for this, uh, for this um, trait he has. I am setting the initial difficulty. Uh, That's an 11. And if I'm keeping an extra die, because I am, then um, that is a 15. With a D8 effect? With a D8 effect. Yeah. Um, You can just give in. He's too stubborn to give in the first time through. (laughs) That's fair. T has a D6 for Vale. He suddenly realizes this is not the fight he thought he was getting into. (laughs) He has a D10 for Jock. He has a D8 for his distinction. And he has a D8 for his mana pool. And I have a one, so I have a 15 with a D8 effect die. So I tied, so you win. Um, if you wanted to, you could spend that a, a plot point to add that seven and just have a D4 effect. What would the effect of that be? Uh, uh, so it would put you at 20, 22. What does it do to him, though? Now he has to make a choice. You have, okay. a, you have a D4 effect, and then you're at 22. Yeah, we'll do that. And it would surprise the hell out of him. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it totally there surprises. There is a one there for you to buy, though. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm going to buy that one. So let me, yeah, take that, take that. And I'm going to also assign you awestruck. Like you're like, holy fuck. He's fast. I imagine. So, so what does the 22 do? Here's what happened. He had a 15. Mm-hmm. You had to beat that. Yes. Now you've set it at 22. Now he has to make a choice whether he wants to continue or back off. Oh, so he has to beat 22. Yeah, you've, your blades clash. So, and he assumed he was so just going to follow lead. the leader kind of thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it goes back and forth. At any point, somebody can call quits, but he charges figuring he's just going to bowl your ass over and knock you into the trees. And comes flying at you with this crystal sword, swings, and you block it and stop him dead in his tracks. In which case, this like wind ripples out like down the line of trees, like going, you know, in either direction from both sides, like, you know, from both sides of you. Your blades lock and he looks at you and then steps in. And yes, I'm going to go one more time. Okay. Now, there's a thing we didn't do. You rolled, right? You're done rolling. You get a D6 back to your mana pool. So my mana pool is a D6. Correct. Yeah. I have my D6 over here. Okay. Okay. Um, You didn't use your mana pool in your last one, right? I, yeah, I didn't. I used it when I first flew down to knock away your stuff. Uh Uh-huh. But I didn't use it when I rushed forward. Correct, because it wasn't actually your turn. So I'm going to pick up the same set of 3D8, 1D10, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to attempt to beat a 22. Okay. Uh, it's a stiff, uh, that's not an easy roll, but also I roll pretty well in this game. Yes, so do. let's see what Possible. happens. Possible. A bunch of ones. Oh boy, I did roll two ones and a 10 and I have lost this round. A of the lot. Duel. Okay. By a lot. By a lot. So, so, and I have two ones that you may all, you may purchase. So here, this is how this works yeah. real quick. Just before we get to that, here's how the, the process works. You got a 10, right? Oh, you got I, a 22 with a D four. Let me hit pause for a second. Uh huh. Rewind for one second. Sure. I should pick up Ostruct. It's yep. not going to help me. Yep. It will. Well, that's what's, what I, what's the total? 15. That's different because it's only one step instead of two. Okay. Yeah. The, there you go. It makes a big difference, actually. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was... Um, okay, resume. Like. Okay. Hey, folks. I'm just going to punch in here because there's a lot of talk about how the end of a duel functions. So I'll summarize what happened. T won the duel. He won it by more than five, but not ten. So as the winner, T gets a D6 added to their mana pool first. It would have been a D4, but because they won the contest by more than five, it steps up to a D6. The loser, the angel, takes stress equal to the winner's effect die. 
the angel takes a d6 of stress. Then, the winner gets to decide if they wish to continue the duel and start a new contest or disengage and take some other action. And we'll see what T does. I'm going to disengage that I give, that also gives Silas a chance to do something. I will just, before we completely back out of the rest of that uh, mm-hmm. remainder of duel, I had rolled two ones. Yep. They are yours to purchase. Yeah, we're going to purchase them and now I just got to figure out what we want to create here. You could easily remove your awestruck, but you could also pick up something. Oh, awestruck is still on the table. Yep. Yeah, we'll get rid of that then. Yeah, get okay. rid of awestruck. So we don't need any more dice in the in your pool. Awestruck only replies only applies now to to you. It had applied to both of you. Now just you. Okay. Okay. Cool. All right. I'm gonna put my dice away. Just keep my mana pull die out. Okay. So he stops and he's like, "If you are not the son of the winter wind, I have no quarrel with you. But I must find the son of the winter wind, and he is." Here in this school. Yeah, well, you need to stop blowing things over the freaking yeah. place. I've been said. calling to him. He is not answering my call. Who's the winter wind? I don't know. No, no. Who's the winter wind, not the sun? I don't know. So why are you looking for the sun of the winter wind then? Oh, I was flying over Niagara Falls when I got snared by a spell, and I am compelled to find the sun of the winter wind. I don't know who the winter wind is. And I don't know why I'm being, I know why I'm being compelled to find them, but I need to find them. Otherwise I can't, like this spell won't stop. And honestly, I have a date in a few hours. Well then come here and sit down. We'll break the spell on you. That's not going to work. I've already tried. While I appreciate your insight, I think I'm a bit better at this than you are. Yeah, but you're the one snared in the spell. Could you help me find the son of the winter wind? He's someone magical in your school. And what are you going to do when you find him? I have something I need to give him. And what is that? I can't say. Okay. We'll help you then if I it'll keep you things. from tearing up the school. Yes. Yes. I, I tried with just like a simple calling of the wind to get his attention, but it didn't work. So I called louder. I don't think you understand. I have this date. Look, and, and I, he's really, really sure. hot. Oh, okay. And I just want to get this stupid Yes, off me so that I can get out of here. T, T, would you just stay here with him? I'll go talk to Miss Cortez and tell her what's going on. What's this angel's name? Cazafel. All right, I'm going to go find Miss Cortez. Why are we sitting out here? Because inside the school, you'd be damaging even more stuff. I mean, I don't have to make wind. I was making it on purpose. Like, I could walk in the school. Like, also, just let, like, a dude in the school. That's probably pretty bad. Like, they got rules about that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) And again, I left T with him, so. Yeah. Do you know the winter wind? The son of the winter wind? I don't know. Do you know the muffin man? No. Well, then why would I know like the winter wind? a sexual mage of some sort? Well, then why would I know the winter wind? Well, I don't know. Don't you like all have like some, like, don't you all hang out together? No, we were too busy going to school and not just throwing our magic around in damaging ways. Oh, I see. Judgmental, are you? I'm not the one who was blowing things over, knocking over and causing damage. It I'm the a- one rebelling against the school. It's called a calling card. I was just trying to get some attention. Without drawing attention. I, I could have taken form and just descended below behold. Find me the son of the winter. I didn't do that. I'm respecting. I'm respecting the shroud. I look around at all the stuff that's been knocked over and trees and everything. This is the kind of thing I would get attention for. Well, I'd be grounded for a week if I pulled this shit with my family. So come on, let's sit down. Let's wait. Silas is actually like his family's high muck mucks in the, in the, in the veil. So he's, wait, wait. he's actually really good at this kind of thing. What do you mean? He's one of the flame worths. Are you fucking kidding me? I almost dueled a flame worth. 
Why do you think Fuck, I? St- this spell sucks. Why do you think I stepped in to save your ass? You're all right, dude. Gives you a fist bump. Like, I'll fist bump it back. You're all right. <laughs> I'll reach in. I'm like, still 10 bit. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> Takes us 10 bit. He's like, anything to, anything to keep him from like, T's actually legitimately just trying to keep this guy from blasting things around anymore. Starving. I've been stuck in this. I've been stuck in this fucking compel all morning. He's irresponsible. And not when it comes to magic. Gunny, what do you do after class? Like you've never had Miss Cortez for math or anything, but you clearly saw her looking at you with Archie and then they were gone. Wait a minute. Isn't she the one that manages that special club? The club you can't get into, by the way, which would look awesome on your college resume. Yeah. But wait, Archie was, was like pointing at me and kind of like, yeah. And she was like, no, Archie had like electric hair. Like, let's just be clear for a few moments. Archie had electric hair. I got, I got to find Archie. That's what I got to do. In between classes, Archie's like at his locker. Meanwhile, down the hall, we see Silas in the background of, of you approaching Archie as Silas is heading to Mrs. Cortez's classroom. Archie. Yo. Hey. What, what up, Gunny? Why were you outside the classroom with Mrs. Cortez pointing at me? Yeah, Gunny. Why was I? Is there something you want to something you want to tell me? I want to tell you that it was weird and I don't understand it. There's some things I don't understand. Like, like what? What was that shit in the hallway? What shit in the hallway? You mean the part where you looked weird? What do I look like right now? You look like Archie. But for a second, you had like lightning in your hair. You saw that. I don't know what I saw because this has been a weird ass day, dude. I can't get freaking Led Zeppelin out of my head. It's loud. And you, for a second, looked like you had lightning hair and you were glowy. And then you weren't. And then you ran off. And then you come with Mrs. Cortez and you're pointing at me like there's something going on. That's going to make me a little paranoid, dude. I'm going to source the table for a moment. If you are part of the veil, what is it you say if you're trying to ascertain that someone else is magical? The veil has a phrase for this. The secret handshake. Right, because elementals are easy. Elementals look like elementals. But like, for instance, Silas looks completely human. And if somebody needed to like determine whether Silas was magic or not, there's like some, it's a handshake or a phrase or something that when you go through veil training, like you learn this phrase. Anybody have any ideas? There's a phrase in it, then a responding phrase. When you want to find out, somebody says the four in balance, and then the other person says the world in harmony. The four in balance, because originally, yes, when elemental. the thing was set up, it was the four elements. Yes. There's a fifth one now, which the electric ones don't like that, but Correct. they haven't changed it yet. Yes. So the four in balance, the world in harmony. Thanks. Let's resume that scene. Archie looks at you, the four in balance. Do what now? I don't fucking get this. You Nothing, man. Get- like, I, you know what? I got to go to class. Like, it's cool. Don't worry. It was nothing. You're good, man. You're good. Solid. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, to. I wish I was good. Yeah. Sorry. I'm more I, confused now than I was before. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's cool. It was like total misunderstanding. You're good. You're good, man. All right. And Archie like walks away quickly from you. I don't know, man. It's a weird day. Silas walks into. I Perfect. explained everything mm-hmm. was Cortez. There's an angel. Da, 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 da. Son of the winter wind. Don't know what that means. Is anything weird going on in the school? <laughs> well, now that you mention it, Archie. Yeah, um, I know Archie. He's an electric elemental. Archie swore that for a moment he saw Henrik Gunderson look like an air elemental and then went back to looking like a human. But I like checked him out in class. He looked human to me and I haven't had a chance yet to cast anything. But if he was an air elemental, we should all like you've seen him. Did you see him today? No, I haven't seen him today. All right. His next class is... 
She like has a schedule out. Go find him. There's something up. I want to see him make up an excuse and bring him, bring him here. Uh, sure. Give me a note. She's like, whatever. I come to class. I get you. Hey, let's go. Uh, okay. Miss Cortez wants to see you. It's about the junior guardians. Okay. That yeah. Club you always want to get into. Yeah. I mean, but it's weird because she was watching me with Archie during one of my, yeah, come classes. on. Let's go. We got, we got, we got to go. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I walk with him back to Miss Cortez. Miss Cortez is like, please have a seat. Okay. Let me just ask you a quick question. The four in balance. What the hell does that mean? Archie asked me that in the hallway. Have you had any strange experiences today? <sighs> All right. You guys are going to think I'm completely off my gourd. I woke up this morning with freaking Led Zeppelin running through my head at like 11. I haven't been able to get rid of it all day. The wind has been weird. It blew the shit around in my classroom earlier today, and I got yelled at for opening a window I didn't open. Could you elaborate on that? What? And she's like rummaging through her desk. Elaborate on? About the window and the wind in your classroom. So like my papers on my desk started to move around, and then it just kind of like wind gusted through the room. And just as everybody was looking around to see what the gust of wind was, the window opened up. After? The gust of After the gust of wind. It, it didn't open before? I mean, everybody thought I opened it, but it opened on its own after the wind. That sounds <clears> like <throat> the shroud. Mm-hmm. Like, am I losing it? Do I need to go back to see Mr. Green? Should we just take him outside? Henrik, I know you're having a weird day, and I'm not sure you know why you're having oh, a weird Oh, I day. definitely don't know why. <laughs> okay. Silas is going to take you outside to meet someone. Um, okay. You sure you don't want to come too? Meet the big scary person? Why do I need to go see a big scary person? Because they're Not looking. Not the best description. Sorry. Why don't we both go? Yeah. Um, it might be good for the academic advisor to the Guardians Club to come see the big scary person with their students. All right. You're really not making me feel good about the word scary. Yeah. Can you just stop with that part? It's Sorry. okay. Silas is being a little dramatic. He's not. He's really not. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to these two are like sitting there like eating donuts. And he's like, look, you know, I'm just saying like magical politics is bullshit. But just putting a compel on a person randomly while they're flying. That's some like real bullshit. I get you're feeling pressure from your parents to like join up with the veil. But like try flying around and getting hit with a compel, man. Like it's some bullshit. This is totally some bullshit. This is the kind of shit I want to see change when I get in the veil. I mean, this is the kind of stuff. I mean, I'm st- I'm stuck in it. I mean, my family's there. I'm stuck in it. I got magic and stuff now, too. Yeah, no, this this is bullshit. But seriously, if there's somebody in this school that needs help, we got to help them. Nobody wants to get rid of this thing more than I do. Meanwhile, walking across the field, you see Silas, Mrs. Cortez, and Gunny, that dude. Okay. Casapel stands up and is like, is that the son of the winter wind? And he flexes for a moment and his wings disappear. As you're there, there's this dude standing there with tea. He's pretty good looking guy. He's got like some Fabio. That's beyond your recognition as a Gen Zer, but he's got some like model like hair, extremely good looking. And he's just standing out here. It's February, right? He's like he's out here like in a T-shirt that's just like a little too small (laughs) and a pair of slacks. But he looks like really good. I mean, my hair is nothing to nothing to sneeze at either. Is that the scary, scary hot? I mean, look at that guy. He could be a model. He's terrifying. Okay. So um, Mrs. Cortez comes up and 
she obviously sees he's an angel kind of thing. And she's like, uh, T, would you like to introduce me to your friend? Yeah, this is uh, Kazafel. He's looking for the son of the winter wind. The hell does that mean? And Gunny, why are you here? And, and at this point, now the song <sighs> is like, there's a glow in front of Kazafel and Kazafel reaches into the glow and pulls out this axe. Do you want to describe it? This is a one-handed uh, bearded Viking axe with intricate rune work all over it. It's sexy as all hell. I have a picture that we can put in, uh, in the mat- with the materials. And Kazafel's like, he like holds it out and he just lets go. And the axe starts moving like it's floating towards you. Not in a threatening way. It's floating towards you slowly. And Mrs. Cortez is like, just hold your hand out. Okay. And it touches your hand. And when it does, a spell that was over you falls apart. Now describe your actual look. I was going to actually try and clarify because we don't have a lot of detail there. But really, it's like my hair kind of like flows on its own as if there's always like a slight breeze. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a, a lightning, light ending, not lightning as in electrical, but a lightening of my eyes. Mm-hmm. They're like a little lighter and a little brighter than they used to be. And of course, you know, the hair kind of flowing and almost a, like a subtle hint of, of movement. Like I'm constantly moving just a little, like fractions. I'm removing two traits from the table. The windy trait is now gone and the ah, ah trait is gone. As the spell falls, that song dissipates from your head. This axe belongs in your hand, and you are an air elemental. What the hell just happened? Thank you for joining us for Misdirected Mark Plays. Now let's do some Patreon shoutouts to thank those wonderful patrons who support our show. Let's start with the Royal Court. Ty Prunny, also known as Lord Tymonger, Lars Henrik Evjan, the Lord Out of Time, Jim, the Royal Merchant Emeritus, Grammatic Chameleon, the Queen's Spy Mistress, Schmitty, the Keeper of the Labyrinth, Andrew Dacey, the Warden of Whiskies, Andy Olson, the Duke of Dice, John Carney, the Court Necromancer, Craig, the Lord of One Name, Tiberius Starcrash Smith, the Baron of Britannia, GM Gerrymander, the Lord of the After Show, and Kevin Lovecraft, the Royal Beard. Also representing our patrons are Chris Constantine, Miko Froelich, Eric Simon, Kathleen Halperin, Christopher Gamelk, Michael Beck Asperum, Joseph Noll, Carlos, Pep Dilemma, Michael Draper, Cubano, Alice Kira, Jim Fitzpatrick, Brantley Harris, Steve Radabaugh, Roy McLeod, Ninjabi, Richard Wyatt, Joseph Peralta, JT Evans, Brian Kurtz, My Brett, not My Brett, but somebody's Brett, Chris Steele, Jared Rasher, Eileen Barnes, and Brandon Barnes. Thank you so much for being our patrons. If you'd like more content like this, you can find it on our website at misdirectedmark.com. Want some more? Go to our Patreon page at patreon.com mmp. There's a bunch of bonus episodes, there's our after show, the Bamboo Lounge podcast, our MM Plays game stuff, like our setting for the this game, the Children of the Shroud, my game development notes for the Lamplighter system are on there, our character sheets are on there, our mod stuff is on there, all sorts of stuff is on there, and you get access to our Slack room. And that's important, because that's the best way to get a hold of us. But if you don't want to get a hold of us that way, you can reach us using email, mmp at misdirectedmark.com. You can also use Twitter, the best place is at misdirectedmark. Now, we have some other shows on this network. We have Pandas Talking Games, The Gnome Cast, Bonus Experience, and Thaka with Advantage. Let's dig a little deeper into one of these shows, Thaka with Advantage. Angie and Jared love talking about RPGs and D&D. Together, they share insights into the games they're running in the campaign journal and then tackle a variety of topics that affect the game in the DM's workshop. 
They're gonna talk anyway, so they might as well record it. Maybe you'll even pick up an ancient D&D factoid about a previous edition of the game that you'll never use. And I also edit that show, so, you know, check out more of my editing skills. Now, if that's still not enough, we have some friends who make podcasts. There's the Tabletop Bellhop, your board game concierge, the Knights of the Night who make excellent APs, and Mastering Dungeons with Sean Merwin and Teos Abadia. They're still doing their 5th edition thing, and you can catch them on the podcasts or on YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, How to RPG is by Sean P. Kelly of Gaming and BS. It's one of my favorite things going on on the internet on YouTube right now, and if you want a variety of games to talk about, go check it out over there. He is live on Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern. Well, with that, this has been a Mr. Actomark production, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Mic drop. We out.